Hey everyone, this is Brother Wayne Clemens. I just want to thank you for tuning in with us today and being part of the worship experience here at Potter's Hope. Amen. So Jesus says this, Father, glorify thy name. Glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and I will glorify it again. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We're just so thankful for your word today, God, and I pray, Father, that your word would penetrate, God, even through the deepest of crusts of religion. That God today, let your word penetrate through God, whether it be a hellish week, a hurtful week, God, that whatever, in whatever shape that, God, we arrive today, if it's one outside of you, that, God, we pray today that we would leave in you. We're trusting you. God, I know today you're jealous of your glory, and we're going to trust you to do great things. That, God, we believe in the lost to be saved, and, God, those that are sick will be healed. God, that the broken will be fixed or even made brand new. So, God, today, do what you do. We give you all the glory, all the honor. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Before you sit down, turn to somebody and say, why am I getting beans when I planted corn? Why am I getting beans when I planted corn? Larry, that's crazy, ain't it? We know there's a problem if we planted beans while we're getting corn. The Word of God says in verse 17, The people, therefore, that was with him, when he had called Lazarus out of the grave and raised him from the dead, they bear a record. We got a witness there. And then the Word of God says in verse 18, For this cause, say this cause. For this cause the people also met him, for they had heard that he had done this miracle. Then the Pharisees, another group of people, and then the Pharisees therefore said among themselves, Perceive you how that you prevail nothing? Behold, the world is gone after him. Let's stop here a minute. The religious crowd said, listen, you can't do anything. So what are we going to do? The whole world's going after him. And we're living in a time right now to where everybody's going after the world. We're living in a flip-flop thing. We're living in an upside-down. We're living in something that's just not right. How many of y'all ready to bring God back to life? Everyday life. Back to your prayer life. Back to your worship life. Back to... Mm. And the word said that when he says this, the world is going after him. But there were certain Greeks there. These were thinkers. These were the Hellenists. These were those that were philosophical, if you will, in mind. And they come to worship at the feast. And the word, in order for them to do that, I believe that they would have been converted to Judaism, that they would have been along those lines. And they came to worship at the feast. But there's something different about them. The word said... When they came, said there came certain unto Philip, and which was a beside of, of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. I'll come back to that. Philip comes and he tells Andrew, and Andrew, he gets, he tells Andrew and Philip, and they tell Jesus, and 
Jesus puts it on Facebook and makes the post and then he puts it out on his Twitter. Hmm. But there's something about these Greeks. There's something about that that I'm believing today that's got a shift. And I'm going to be talking to the point that I started with here in just a minute about the beans and corn. We'll talk about that today. It's going to be central to it. But the thing is, we want to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus save. I want to see Jesus heal. I want to see Jesus move in a way that only he can move. And the problem is this, or maybe the issue is this, and I'm out here today just to let everything be a problem because I I believe in promises bigger than my problem. But as I begin to survey this, since we want to see Jesus, I had told this story several years ago, and it's so relevant today. So a man just just absolutely, just so hungry, comes down. He's walking down the street. He's so hungry. He hadn't had food in days. He's just arrived in town, maybe from the long walk or whatever that it is. And he sees a sign over a door, and it says, the bread store. He said, oh, I'm hungry. He said, surely I can get fed here at the bread store. He goes in and he's met at the counter, if you will. And the guy says, oh, how you doing? They say, oh, listen, I just want bread. I'm so hungry. And it says the bread store. Oh, yeah, come on in. Come on in. The guy says, come on in. I'll show you where we make the bread. And he comes in and he begins to show him. And the guy at the time, man, his belly's growling. He's just so hungry. And the guy says, oh, he says, yes, come on. He looks at it. He shows him all this. And the guy says, what do you think? He said, well, sir, he said, that's pretty amazing. He said, man, y'all look like you got it down pat making bread. But if you don't mind, I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. But before, before we get you some bread, before we do that, listen, I'm going to take you to where we, where we store the bread. Okay. But listen, really, all I want is just bread. No, I've got to show you this. This is the coolest. This is the coolest room ever. This is where we store the bread. There's nothing. This is where we store. Climate controlled. All of this keeps it fresh. All of that. Guys, like, okay. But really, I'm just hungry. Takes him in. He shows him where the storage is at. He sees all of that. And it's the most magnificent warehouse. The lighting's right. The climate's right. Everything's right. Everything's right. Everything's right. Guess says, what do you think? Sir, this is awesome. As far as a place to store bread, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. He said, I know. Isn't it cool? He said, yeah, but I'm hungry. God says, I know we, I know you're hungry, but hang on a minute. And the guy says, oh. He says, I've got to show you. He said, listen, I've got to show you. We have got the most incredible way that we deliver bread. He said, I've got to take you out here to our facility, to the loading dock. I've got to take you out here and see how we ship this bread everywhere. It's amazing. We've got, listen, our logistics here are incredible. We get the bread out. I'm a lot more passionate than y'all right now because I know where I'm going. He gets up there, man, and Steve, there's like 56 docks. There's all this stuff and everything else. And he shows him, see, the trucks, we got the way to come in. They do this and they do that and everything. Yeah. Guy says, what do you think? He said, that's awesome. I ain't never seen nothing like that before. But I just want bread. 
okay. He said, can I have the bread now? No, we're out. Preacher, what's that got to do with everything or anything? Because there's people that want to see Jesus and the church is out of bread. Because we want to show you this and we want to show you that. Can somebody just show somebody else Jesus? Because there's people that are just hungry. Oh man, I love that praise team. Oh man, I love it. I love the way that when they get the lights right. I love when they let that fog lift. I love when that smoke. I love that. I love that. What he preached? I don't know. And you leave, and we leave, and we're so hungry for the things of the world, and we can't get out. We can't wait till we get out so we can scroll and see what we missed on Facebook. Some of you have got like a trigger finger. And you thought your job caused carpal tunnel. (laughs) We just want to see Jesus. Today, what do they need, Doris, more than anything else? More than look at this, look at that. Can I tell you, I can have church outside. What's going on? Now, the Greeks, listen, I want to show you something here. Because unless a corn of wheat falls into the ground and dies, and it biteth alone, it won't bring forth any fruit. The word said, but if it dies... It'll bring forth fruit. This is a third level of glory that when the Father speaks. And this is really what the church must understand in the day that we're in because there's all classes of people. There's the Pharisees that say, listen, the Pharisees want to kill him. His disciples want to crown him. And the Greeks just say, we're just hungry. And what he does is this, and it's paramount because a month before, probably within a month before, just, just a little bit of study, a month before, he's raised Lazarus from the dead. And now a notable miracle has been done. So there's a lot of people that just want to see a miracle. I'm not satisfied with the miracle. I want him. I love me some praise and worship. I love, listen, I do, man. I am a junkie when it comes to that. But I'll tell you this, I need him. I have to have him. Because I will become so anemic in every area of my life. I'll start losing feeling in my hands, in my feel, in my heart. I'll start losing that. I'll become leprous if I'm not careful, if I stay out of his presence. I'll start getting numb to that. I have to. I have to stay in touch with him. The Greeks, how simple. We just want to see Jesus. So we give them the best production that we can. And they leave without knowing the presence of God. Turn to somebody and say, he may be talking to you. So what's going on? I planted beans and I got corn coming up. Picture, please. Huh. Why am I getting beans when I planted corn? 
Can I tell you something? The world is packaging Jesus in such a way to where everything looks good on the outside, but Jesus is not on the inside. Now here's what's going on. How many people are sowing their lives into religion and somebody like, I ain't going to do that. You're not a Baptist. You're not a Pentecostal. You're not this. You're not that. I'm tired of the labels. Jesus did it. I'm tired of it. Can we just get down to the raw, real presence of God where people are changed? Why? And people get labeled. <laughs> he's too loud. He's, too, he's a milk preacher. And then people, this, that. I, I don't. I'm past it. But you're wondering, why have I got this coming up in my life? Why is this going on? It's the packaging. I don't know if we're preaching the God of the Bible anymore. We want a Jesus that is close, but we don't want a God that can still kill. Uh Uh-oh. You see, it's easy for me to accept, oh, he's never going to leave me or forsake me. It's real easy for that. So I'm going to go ahead and curse. I'm going to go ahead and drink. I'm going to go ahead and smoke my dope. I'm going to go ahead and do whatever I want to do because, listen, I was saved at an early age. No, were you really? Because I'm going to tell you this. When you are planted in Jesus and of Jesus, you'll be like Jesus. Well, that's not the Baptist way. That's not the Potter's Hope way. That's not this way, but it's his way. There's a lot that are planting themselves in religion that will die. Never having known him. You say, Pastor, you're scaring me. Praise God. Praise God. Why am I getting beans when I planted corn? Why am I? Oh, then sign up for this. I, did, I thought when I got saved and I shook the preacher's hand and I hugged mama and daddy and I did all that, I didn't think I'd ever have a day like this day. Can I tell you something? He never told you that he would keep you from it, but he declared, I'll take you through it. If yeah. And we're raising... We got wimps raising wimps. Oh, y'all know it's coming up my back. How many of you are a blood-bought child of God and you're not ashamed of it? I wish I could get about five people in this place. Hey, let's shoot for ten. Huh? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You better preach that. You know, you can't preach that to the culture. I'm not preaching culture. I'm preaching kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his right. Oh, come on. Label it. People coming, I'm going to come to church because it's court ordered. Tired of it. Get all landed up in jail. Where you go, church? Potter's house. Yeah. Wrong label. You went to church, but you never got to Jesus. Because if you got to Jesus, you quit beating on your wife, taking the drug. I want to see Jesus. Label. By the way, thank God that the rain stopped for a little bit. I ain't going to tell you why. 
Why am I getting beans when I planted corn? The harvest. Galatians 6, 7 and 8, if you want to turn there. Be, the word said, be not deceived. Say, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Let me tell you what you're not going to do. You're not going to bow your little precious neck and your back and say, that's right, I'm saying, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. The grace of God is this. And can I tell you something? If that's what you believe, then friend, we're going to get replanted today at this altar. There is, no, there is no greater and more powerful force than the love of God and the grace of God and the mercy of God. Bow your little neck and say, that's right. I do whatever I want to. Friend, when you die, you'll immediately know who you served. Wow. Wow. Labels. So what we got to do, we got to package it so they can digest it. We got to package it to get them in. And we lose or we leave as faithless and as fruitless as when we got here. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. For if a man, the word of God said, for he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But if he sows to the spirit, he shall of the spirit reap life on Sunday. It may, it may drift over into Monday. Not Monday, Pastor. He shall reap life everlasting. What you sow, you're not going to, I'm not, listen, let me just say, I'm not going to mock God. I'm not going to sow this. And here's what we do we sow a lie and expect liberty. We'll sow the things of the flesh and we'll expect for life and to be full of the Spirit. I wrote this down for me. We sow seeds of complacency and expect vigor and strength. Wow. Point number two. Turn to somebody and say, why didn't the corn come up? Why didn't the corn come up? Picture. Thanks. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hours come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, say, but if it die. Do you see that is a big butt right there? But if it die. I don't understand why I don't have the fruit of hope or the fruit in the hope. I don't understand where my faith. I don't understand why souls are not. I don't understand why this. I don't understand that. And I don't, I don't, I, I'm. Hush. But if it dies, what happens? It brings forth fruit. Mm, much fruit. One kernel of corn. Any farmers in here? Thank you. Anybody ever plant a garden? Oh, hallelujah. Now you're coming home. 
Isn't it amazing how you take one kernel of corn? I'm using a kernel of corn instead of a corn of wheat. But Larry, you understand me. So watch this. One kernel of corn. Isn't it amazing? You plant one kernel of corn. Excuse me. You get your kids to plant one kernel. <laughs> get, get down there. One kernel of corn. How many of you think by that one kernel of corn, it will yield 200, 200 other kernels? How many of you believe 300? Mm -hmm. Would you believe that one kernel of corn could yield as much as 800 kernels of corn? Wow. And here's hell telling you, my life don't mean nothing. My life don't mean nothing. And you don't mean you don't mean nothing to God alive, but you mean everything dead. Uh -oh. I'm going to preach this out. Why isn't the corn coming up? I come to church on Sunday. I came to prayer meeting eight years ago. I'm doing good things. Look at that picture on the wall. I said this at the bridge this morning. I said, look at this picture on the wall. That's me rolling a whale back in the water. Look at me. That's me helping an old lady across. No offense, old ladies. Across the street. It's an old man saying it. But he says, but if it dies. What Jesus is doing is he's shifting everything off of Lazarus and onto himself. You're looking for a miracle. I want you to look at the man. This is where the church, because this is where things are being divided right now. This is where the remnant is being established. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. Why isn't the corn coming up? If I were to ask you how many people have you led to Jesus in the last 20 years? How many people have even told somebody about Jesus? And we're thinking, where's the increase? got to die we have to die we have to die Lisa this is this is the thing and now I'm going to talk about and this is it this is this is this is a vision that I got I'm, I'm just saying I just draw, got this picture but this is what I've seen Holy Ghost tutoring me, if you will, schooling me through the whole mess. And, and the whole thought of this is bringing me to the point of, I'm like, I don't get it. And he shows me. If I could, I want to title this and just this here. The next thought is this. There'll be challenges to your breakthrough. So why didn't the corn come up? It's much like church. Some people say it's too hot in there. It's too cold in there. And you know what? And it's just and that. And it's so, right? And it's this soil temperature. The farmers in here know this, is that the temperature has to be right. The season has to be right. And the thing is, is that we gauge things and we somehow, we, we get it all messed up. And you're thinking this, that I'm so broken right now. There's no way that God can move. Can I tell you something? When the soil is broken, that's when he'll start blessing. Say broken. Say blessed. Pattern. Not blessed and then broke. 
When we ask him to break up the fallow ground, when we ask him to break up the oh that old crusty religious spirit, when we ask him to take that heart of flesh or that heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh, when we ask him to thaw out our cold hearts and we begin to weep and our eyes begin to absolutely leak with those holy hot tears that come down when we're in the presence of an almighty God, that's when things begin to change. When we break more over what breaks him than what breaks us. I know that's my child. I know that's your child. But that's God's child. More than this and more than that, God doesn't. He can't stand sin. He still hates it. I didn't figure much there. I'll tell you something about God. He's always hated it. He'll always hate it. He ain't going to change. This Challenges to your breakthrough. Some of you planted too deep. Some of you planted too shallow. Everybody, here's the thing, and this is what happens within us, Stephen, if we're not careful. I'll get to moisture in a minute, but this is the thing. I hear people, and they begin to speak philosophically, and they begin to tell me about their hermeneutics and everybody else and their uncle hermeneutics and all of them, and this one and that one and everything else, and how do you see things as far as this and that and everything else. I said, I don't know. I just want to see Jesus. I'm not against the polemics. I'm not against the hermeneutics. I'm not against a bunch of other names and a bunch of other things and a bunch of classifications. But I'll tell you what I am for. I'm for Jesus Christ saving this whole world. And I'm for every drug addict getting free. I'm for every marriage being restored. Mm. I'm still for the lost being saved. Hallelujah. And I am for Christians being nurtured in the power and admonition of the Lord. Too deep, too shallow. Pastor, you're too shallow. Okay. Pastor, you're too deep. Says almost nobody. <laughs> Didn't Paul say it in that brilliant mind that he had? I saved not knowing anything other than Jesus Christ and him crucified. Why can't I get my breakthrough? I'll tell you why. By the way, turn to somebody and say, Why isn't the corn coming up? I'm going to keep going. I'll tell you why corn's coming ain't coming up. Because there's too much dirt on you. Oh, he knows something about me. Too much dirt on me. And he'll say, he'll say, there's too much dirt on you. Stay down. Don't you dare rise up. You stay down. There's too much dirt on me. Where do you think you come from? And what happens is this, Stephen, is that the enemy presses. People may know, don't you dare come up. Why don't corn Don't come up. People think you got something wrong. They'll find out I got some dirt on me. <laughs> and you'll stay suppressed, oppressed, depressed. You don't have to come clean before me. But you can come clean before the Father. 
and the Holy Ghost will do this. Amy, don't be scared. Did you get behind them ears? That's what Holy Ghost will do. Why don't we get a breakthrough? Too shallow. You got scorched. Tell you the reason I don't come to church. I got scorched. How did that happen? They burned me up. Bunch of hypocrites. I got burned at church. And people will stay out and they never come up and they'll go home and they'll hide. God forbid a prayer closet. But they'll hide and we'll put our faces into every bench piece of watching on Netflix and everything else just so we won't raise our head or won't raise our head up and see that he's waiting for us to come home. (laughs) I'll tell you, by the way, if y'all want to know where I'm going, I want all the corn to come up today. Why didn't the corn come up? Oh, they fended me. Anybody fends you. Turn to somebody and say, you bruise too easily. Paper thin, skin. (laughs) I need to stop right now and tell y'all I really love you. I just do. I heard heard a guy say lately, he said, I don't know what comes on me, but when I preach, it's just like putting a coat on. And I understand that 100%. But I'm telling you today, this ain't going to work. Hey everybody, just wanted to thank you once again for being with us here in our worship service today and taking the time out, which I know is so valuable to you. God bless you and be encouraged.